the book of Acts. If you found that, would you stand with us, please? Now, originally, uh, I told Brother Jeff uh, before the service, I was going to begin in verse 12, but I'm going to jump back up to verse number 7, uh, if I can. Uh, it's, it's all good. And this is such a, an exciting chapter in the Word of God. In chapter 1, verse number 7, if you found that, say amen. amen. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Can I stop right here and tell you God's still in control? Amen. amen. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by him or by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, thank God for this statement, this same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye had seen him go into heaven. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, Zealots, and Judas, the brother of James. Here's the text. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. You may be seated. Father, we come to you tonight in the strong, and Lord God, the lovely name of Jesus. And Father, we pray tonight, Lord God, for your anointing help this night. Lord, I pray you'd hide me behind the shadow of the cross. I pray tonight, God, you'd uh, cleanse my mind, empty me of self, and fill us with your spirit. Lord God, I pray tonight, Lord God, that you would use us for your glory. I pray tonight, dear God, you'd help me to stay out of your way. And Lord, I pray tonight, dear God, Lord, that you would prick our hearts tonight and minister to each one of us here in this building or those listening by way of social media or sermon audio. I pray tonight, God, that you would do a work that man cannot take credit for. Father, we love you. We thank you. We give you glory and we give you honor and we give you praise. And it's in the lovely name of Jesus, together the church says, Amen. Amen. Uh, just a question tonight to get us started. Uh, the question is this. What is possible when the church agrees in prayer? 
What is possible when the church agrees in prayer? Let's, let's make sure we look at this positionally for a moment. I'm not talking about Union Valley. We're, we're just a member. We're just, Union Valley is just a member of the church. So when the church joins together in agreement, what's possible? Well, if you remember tonight what Jesus said unto the daddy who brought his son, who the Bible called a lunatic, oft times he would cast himself into the fire and into the water, and the disciples tried to heal him, tried to rebuke the demon, and tried to give him healing, and the, the, the uh, disciples could not do it. And the Bible teaches that the Father asked the Lord to give him healing. And the Bible teaches that Jesus spoke unto the daddy and said and made this statement. He said, all things are possible if thou would only believe us. Yeah. Yeah. And the dad confessed, I think, a lot of what you and I ought to confess. Amen. He said, I do believe, yeah. but help thou my unbelief. Yeah. Have you ever had unbelief? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, if you didn't... If, <laughs> If you didn't admit that, shame on you tonight. We all doubt from time to time. Yeah, sure. yeah. And let me just say tonight, it's easier for me to pray in faith believing for you than it is for me. Right, Bob, I can, I, I can pray for you and believe the Lord's going to give you your voice back as quick as tonight. But in order for me to pray for myself, I know how fleshly... I am. <laughs> Boy, some of you act like that. Maybe you're, maybe you're not as carnal as a preacher is. Is that what it is? Let, let's, let's just say the truth of it is tonight is we are all cut from the same mold. Amen. You understand tonight that pride goeth before destruction. I understand tonight that if we think tonight that we've arrived, we're setting ourselves up for a great fall. Look tonight in verse 14. The Bible says... And these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication tonight. Uh, a, a preacher many years ago by the name of Adam Clark made this statement. He said, he who has the spirit of prayer has the highest interest in the court of heaven. And the only way to retain it is to keep in constant employment. No man ever backslid from the life and the power of Christianity who continued constant and fervent in private prayer. Amen. You say, preacher, I'm not as close to the Lord as I know that I need to be. Well, how's your prayer life? How's your Bible reading? I've seen people uh, be faithful here to the house of God, and it's not, uh, it just it doesn't seem like it's too big of a storm that they may be going through in this life, and they just seem to kind of get caught in the riptide, and before long they've drifted out to sea. Can I stop right here tonight and tell you tonight, church? Uh, that sometimes uh, the storm uh, may be bigger than I am able to get through. But listen tonight, I've got a lifeguard that's able to get me through the storm. Uh, and thank God tonight uh, that lifeguard is only one prayer away. Uh, well, preacher, what are you saying? I've heard people, I've pastored long enough to hear people say, uh, well, it's been so long since I felt his presence. How's your prayer life? How's your Bible reading? Which been so long since I've had my tears. I used to have tears, but I lost my tears. How's your prayer life? I'm not talking about going to bed and praying a little prayer, Lord, laying 
myself down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I'm talking about praying for others and getting fervent and praying for your own problem and praying in a constant attitude of prayer. How come it is we'll search the internet before we'll search the Bible? How's your prayer life? How come it is tonight that we'll ask others their opinion before we'll ask God what we ought to do about it? How's your prayer life? Well, preacher, what are you saying? Well, let me just ask you, what's possible when we join together in agreement of prayer? Well, what are you getting at tonight, preacher? Well, let's just look at what saith the Word of God. And, and I'm going to try to slow down. You pray for me. I say that every time, don't I? Ephesians chapter 6, very familiar scripture. If you want to go there, if you want to write this down, it's entirely up to you. When the church agrees in prayer, there is protection made for the people of God. Well, I, I don't understand that preacher. Uh, well, so often we get in the habit of praying without the Spirit of God. We pray over our food out of habit. But the Bible teaches that our food is sanctified by the Word of God and through prayer. Yes. Yeah. You say, preacher, what are you saying? Are you saying if I don't pray with a sincere heart that that food might make me sick? It might. <laughs> if your phone's ringing, you've answered, okay? All I'm saying tonight is I'm praying over my food. And when I'm praying over my food, I'm thankful for the food that the hand of God has allowed me to have. Amen. Brother Steve Moles and I were just talking back there a few minutes ago before service. Steve, I'm going to use that. Is it all right? Brother Steve Moles, he's laughing at me. Back there a while ago, we were talking. Brother Steve said, you know who owns the largest group, uh, the largest part of farmland in the United States? Is that right, Brother, Brother Steve? Does anybody know who that is? Bill Gates. Huh. What's a computer man doing with farmland? Kelly, Kelly was telling me this evening that she heard a story last week about a farm in Oregon that could not find workers to harvest asparagus and lost $180,000 in asparagus because they could not find enough people to harvest. Said that, that after they have tried so long to get uh, the citizens to uh, in, uh, hire on for those jobs. They were able to recruit to, uh, to the illegals, if you will, or those that are here uh, from another country. And they said that the Border Patrol held them up longer than normal. Said they lost $180,000. Well, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying there's no problem that we face today that God does not have the answer for. Amen. Well, what are you saying, my preacher? Well, I want you to know tonight that when the church agrees in prayer, there is protection made for the people of God. You say, preacher, are you saying I'm going to go hungry? No, I'm not saying that. Please don't take that out of context because my Bible teaches me that God owns cattle Amen. on a thousand hills. Amen. And I believe tonight that if I get hungry enough, I believe, thank God, he won't just send me an old live cow. I believe he'll send it to the butcher shop first. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. You believe it any way you want to. I believe mine's already wrapped and in the freezer. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18 tonight, the Bible teaches, uh, praying always with all prayer in the context of this scripture is right after that Paul has given the charge to the, the church at Ephesus for them to put on the armor of God that they may have, have done all to stand uh, against the evil day. Uh, to have on the helmet of salvation, the chest plate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, have their loins 
skirt about with the gospel, uh, had their shoe, their feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Uh, understand tonight that the context of this scripture uh, is we are in a warfare, uh, and your neighbor that you're sitting beside of tonight could be going through a life-altering battle. And they may not even be telling anybody because they don't want anyone to know. But do you know what can help them? A church coming together, yes. agreeing in prayer. Amen. Ephesians 6 and 18, the Bible says, praying always with all prayer. All prayer. Did you get that? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. What is a supplication preacher? It is anything that is offered unto the Lord in worship. Can I tell you tonight? That it do a lot of us good when we come to the Lord and ask Him to help us in our time. If we just stop before we ask, start asking and just say, Lord, I want to thank you for allowing the sun to shine today. Lord, I want to thank you for the air that I'm breathing. Lord, I want to thank you for the grass that's growing. Lord, for the trees that are growing. Lord, I want to thank you for the squirrels I see running through the tree limbs. Lord, I want to thank you for the birds. Thank God, Moody, the birds are still singing. And Lord, I want to thank you for that. Well, preacher, you're silly. You understand tonight the Bible teaches that in Him we live, we move, and we have our being. You understand tonight the songwriter said, I can't even walk without Him holding my hand. You recognize tonight that the faculties of our body, it seems like that it's they work involuntarily, if you will. Our heart, I do not have to tell it to beat. My brain, I do not have to tell it to wave. But thank God there there is a God in heaven. Honey, that the Bible says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the base of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And thank God in chapter 2 down around verse 7 we find that God made man in His own image. And can I tell you tonight the Bible teaches that God breathed the breath of life into man and man became a living soul. Can I tell you tonight honey, that everything we got we got from the hand of God and we ought to be able to thank him we ought to be able to praise him for our family for our friends for our fellowship we ought to be able to thank him that no matter how bad the political scene looks that we still live in a country where we have the freedom to gather together on a Wednesday night and lift our hands toward heaven and say Lord you've been better to me than you have to anybody else Praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now watch this. And for me, this is Paul speaking, that the utterance may be given unto me. Preacher, what's Paul saying? Paul is slipping in a little prayer request there. That I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak well preacher what do you say why would you 
read and why would you bring out uh, that because I want you to know tonight uh, I believe God heard Paul's prayer uh, I believe God heard uh, you say preacher why do you think God heard uh, Paul's prayer uh, I believe the church at Ephesus was praying for Paul uh, I think thank God tonight uh, honey that whenever that Paul was out there on the ship uh, and they had not seen sun or stars uh, in many days the Bible teaches for a period of at least 14 days uh, they hadn't taken any meat uh, they weren't able to eat and thank God Paul beckoned unto them for them to be able to take food for their own health and Paul spoke and he said for I believe the Lord that the angel of the Lord that appeared unto him that night they were out there in the midst of an Euclidon I believe how it is called and thank God listen you understand tonight 276 souls if I'm not mistaken thank God were out there on the water and they were out there in the midst of the storm and thank God neighbor they cast out four anchors and listen it may seem like at that moment that the world was coming down on them it may seem like at that moment that their lives were all going to be lost but thank God there is a God in heaven that is able to deliver you when you're in the midst of the storm well preacher did Paul quit when he got through the storm no thank God listen honey they launched into a creek and the ship wrecked and thank God all of them got under the shore some of them on boards and some of them on broken pieces of the ship. Neighbor, you might not be able to float your boat, but you hang on because help is on the way. Honey, the Bible teaches that Paul went, he gathered some sticks, and they built a fire, and the viper come out of the fire and latched on him. And the people that were there, they thought Paul must be an evil man, a murderer, and they were watching for him to die. But thank God he didn't have no power on Paul. Because the God that was in Paul was greater than the storm that was out there. You understand tonight, God is able to deliver us if we'll cast our cares on him. Well, preacher, do you really believe that tonight? Oh, yes, I believe that. I believe that Paul had the protection that God had given him because of God's people joining together in prayer. Well, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying tonight here at Union Valley. I believe God has kept me from harm. I believe God has protected me because of the church here at Union Valley. Amen. You say, preacher, I just don't believe that. Well, let me just tell you tonight, you can believe it any way you want to. I'm going to believe it the way I'm telling it tonight. Because I know tonight that if the devil could, he would take me out of this world. Yes, sir. I know tonight that the devil, you know what the Bible teaches that Jesus spoke there in the gospel according to Luke and told Brother Peter. He said, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have thee and to sift thee as wheat. Thank God I love this next statement. He said, but I have prayed for yeah, thee. Yeah. Well, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying when there's times that I'm going through a battle, there's times that I don't know how to pray, that thank God the Holy Ghost of God, it makes intercession, it, it prays on my behalf. And thank God Jesus sitting on the right hand of God. You know what he does? I believe he leans over to the Father. And thank God. You understand tonight, I'd rather have Jesus as my advocate. Amen. Then I would for the best lawyer here in West Virginia. You understand tonight what we've got tonight in the plan of salvation. Man didn't give it to us and man cannot take it away.
Do you realize tonight that when the church agrees in prayer that there is protection made for the people of God? Well, not only that, when the church agrees in prayer, go to the book of James. When the church agrees in prayer, there is healing that is able to be received. Amen. Amen. You say, preacher, I just, yeah. I just don't know where you're going. The book of James chapter 5. I heard, I think it was Brother Lester Olaf. I'm not 100% positive now. I've heard so many of them. Uh, Brother Lester, I'm going to tell it as Brother Lester's one of was telling it. If it wasn't Brother Lester, some of you can correct me after the message. Amen. I believe it was Brother Lester. He said that he was on the street and said a guy come up to him, a wino, said he was drunk. He said, you saved me at a meeting. And he said, yeah, you look like somebody that I would have saved. You understand tonight when God saves us, he makes a change. But if I had anything, amen. Yeah. Brother Jeff, if you've got anything to do with it, it won't last. If I've got anything to do with it, Adam, it won't but I sure am glad tonight we've got a price holy God thank God tonight that's able to give us what we need when we need it the book of James chapter 5 and verse 13 when the church agrees in prayer people are able to receive their healing Thank God you heard Sister Colleen. She's already preached a message tonight. Thank God in that beautiful testimony. In verse 13, the Bible says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. We could just stop right there. And say, so what's the elders going to do? Well, let's read on. And let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Let me just say this tonight. Now, I know that you already know this. But this oil tonight, there's no power in this oil. Right. Yes. Where's the power? The prayer. <coughs> the prayer of faith. I heard Brother C.T. Townsend just a few weeks ago. Rhonda, you might have been there if I'm not mistaken. I heard Brother C.T. tell it down at uh, Taste Valley Baptist Church. He said that uh, uh, whenever that Becky had gotten so sick that the doctors couldn't figure it out and said that uh, one day that uh, they got a call from Duke and said they were booking her for an appointment and didn't have any idea how. And uh, C.T. went on to tell the story, how that they were able to get to where they got to. And he said that after they tried every different avenue, that seemed like that that door would close. They would try this avenue and that door would close. They would try this one and that door would close. And CT went on and said, I did what the Bible said to do. Amen. Imagine that. If we would do what the Bible says to do. CT said, I called the church together. Said he called the church together and he asked the elders of the church to anoint Becky. With the oil. And, and let me just say this. That's not too popular in some churches. Amen. But I admire that dear man of God that stood up in the congregation that he stood up in and gave that beautiful testimony. Recognizing tonight that the power is not in the, the oil. Amen. The power is in the prayer Amen. of faith. And how do we get that power? By having a prayer life. By having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Watch this. In the Gospel of John, chapter number 11, if you want to go there with me tonight, in the Gospel of John, chapter number 11, the Bible teaches in verse 41, the Bible teaches tonight, and they took away the stone 
uh, from the place uh, where the dead was laid. Now the context here is Brother Lazarus. He, Lazarus, he is dead. And the Bible says, And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Well, preacher, what's so special about that? The Lord Jesus himself turned to the Father and prayed. Yeah. You recognize the power of prayer, and you recognize tonight how wimpy we are as Christians in 2020. Amen. I appreciate two of you agreeing with me. What do you mean? I'm not trying to upset your apple cart. I'm just simply saying tonight, we do not understand the power yes. of prayer. Amen. Why? Because we're living in a fast food generation. I mean, we're living in a generation. We come into church. And we sit down. We don't prepare before we come to the house of God. What do you mean prepare? Before we come to the house of God, we ought to be in the Word of God, uh, reading what saith the Word of God. Get uh, get the uh, the soap operas out of our mind. Get the TV dramas out of our mind. Get the news out of our mind. And get the Word of God in our mind and in our heart. Uh, and get into an attitude of prayer. Uh, pray for the preacher. Pray for the singers. Pray for whoever's going to lead the service. Uh, pray for our young people. Uh, pray for our young people. Uh, our, our teachers tonight. Uh, well, preacher, you want me to do all that? I'm just simply saying tonight, uh, honey, that let's just go back a hundred years. Can we do that? Uh, honey, when we didn't have the thermostat on the wall. Somebody had to show up. Somebody had to carry in the firewood. Somebody had to empty out the ashes and take the bucket outside and dump it. And somebody had to light the fire in the old pot belly stove and Get the fire going for several hours before the service started so that when everybody got to church, the church was already hot. Amen. Now you're missing it right there. I need an anchor to tie me right here. You understand tonight that if we would start four hours before church time and we'd start asking the Lord to build a fire inside of our heart so that we could be hot on fire for the Lord. Lord, help me to carry some water for the church. Lord, help me to lift up the man of God tonight for the church. Lord, help me to lift up them women tonight so they're going to be singing. Lord, help me to pray for Sister Connie and these instrument players. You understand tonight that we all have a part. We cannot carry it on one person. We cannot carry it on this group or that group. We've all got to throw a log on the fire tonight. How do we do that, preacher? Have a relationship of prayer and Bible reading. What happens when a church prays in agreement? What happens when we gather together? I'm not talking about uh, Brother Jeff and this side praying over here for this specific need and Brother Adam and this side over here praying for this specific need. I'm talking about let your request be made known. Understand what my burden is. And I'm not telling it to be heard. Now let me... <laughs> if you have a financial need and you're dependent on the Lord... You don't need to stand and tell it to the church. All right. All right. I appreciate all three of you. Let me clarify what I mean by that. 
<laughs> Help me, Lord. If uh, Brother Jeff Lowe, can I use you, Brother Jeff? You're not too sure, are you? <laughs> Brother John Good over here. Are you Brother John Good? Brother Jeff like that one? All right. If Brother John Good, you pray for your daddy, Adam. If we have Brother uh, John Good over here and he stands up and he says, Oh, I don't know how we're going to make the bills this month. We're dependent on the Lord. No, you're not. If you were dependent on the Lord, you wouldn't be throwing a guilt show so that everybody could hear. Amen. Understand tonight, if you have a need, then come to your deacons. Come to the church privately and talk about that situation and let that need be met. Amen. Understand? Boy, I can tell right now the way the boats are rocking. We're going to make it. I promise you, I got one more point, but don't get excited. I got That's a long one, okay? Understand tonight that when we join together in agreement of prayer, we're able to see God do marvelous things. I mean, God's able to open doors that we can't open. He's able to put food on the table. Her brother Mike Blanton preached a message one night. Uh, the cargo, the crew, and the captain. And in that message, you hear it, Booney? And in that message of the Canaan uh, Free Will Baptist Church just outside of uh, Columbus, Ohio. And in that message, Brother Mike was talking about him and his wife in their early marriage. Said they didn't know how they were going to have any food. Uh, said that he went to work that day and said they didn't have enough money to make things. And said that he was praying. Uh, said he hadn't told anybody about the need. Uh, and said when he come home, he could smell macaroni and cheese. Now, maybe you don't like it, but that's shouting ground from where I am, okay? Said he walked in, and he, yeah, I think pasta's all three, all three or four food groups, amen. You understand tonight, you come to my house and you understand, you open up the cupboard and there's all kinds of different pastas, different shapes, different varieties. Thank God, I think every meal I have pasta with it. Maybe you don't agree, that's all right. Let me move off the food. Brother Jeff, you missed out right there. You should have volunteered. <laughs> Brother Mike said that he walked in the house and his wife was in the kitchen cooking. And he said, where'd that food come from? He said, honey, while you were gone today, there was a knock at the door. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> said some people from the church showed up with bags of groceries. You understand, the cargo is the need. The crew is one another. And the captain, Mike said he didn't tell his need everywhere. He just went to Jesus. You understand tonight, when we can come together with a burden, the reason we don't see people saved in this generation anymore is because the church has lost their burden. The reason we don't see revivals breaking out anymore is the church has lost their burden. We're sure we can schedule a week of meetings, but if God ain't in it, I don't want nothing to do with it. You understand tonight, we've got to get to a place where we've got our eyes on him and we agree God we want your will to be done Amen. and not my will Amen. 
Isn't that exactly what Jesus prayed there in the garden? He said, Father, if there be any other way, he said, this is what I want. He said, Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. But if it's not thy will, if it's so my, he said, my, not my will, but thy will be done. Recognize tonight, this is the last point. I'm going to start circling there for you so you can start praying for me now if you haven't been praying. Acts chapter 12, verse 4, is where I'm going to begin reading tonight. And the last thing I want you to see, not only when the church agrees in prayer can we see protection for the people of God, not only when the church joins together in agreed prayer can we see people receive their healing, but when the church agrees together in prayer, we can see captives be set free. Acts chapter 12 verse 4 the Bible says and when he had apprehended this is Herod speak, uh, speaking of Herod tonight and when he had apprehended him talking about James they had just put James to death and now he's talking about Peter he put him in prison and delivered him to four quartonians of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people Peter therefore was kept in prison look at this statement but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. But prayer was made without ceasing. What's that mean? They didn't quit praying. Peter locked up down there in the prison. Rats running all over the place. They weren't, uh, weren't living on the uh, U.S. government prison food. Didn't have three squares a day. Understand, they had a brother who was captive, chained up down there in the prison. Now, I mean, it's one thing to utter a prayer, but it's another thing to get a burden for that situation. And that's where the church is lost out today. Look in verse number 11. The angel of the Lord's already come by. And the angel of the Lord's already woke Peter up and told him, thank God, get his sandals on. The chains fell off of him. And when Peter, in verse 11, and when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety. Did you, did you catch that? That ought to tell us the mindset Peter had. Now I know of a surety. Peter walked with the Lord for three and a half years. Peter saw after Peter cut off the servant's ear, Peter saw the Lord put it back on his head. Peter saw, after the Lord was crucified, Peter saw him be taken up into glory. And here, Peter started to doubt. He's locked up in prisons. He probably thought, well, the Lord's done forgot about me. Maybe you ain't never had that thought. He said, now, I know of a surety. That the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod. And from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose sure name was Mark. Where many were gathered together praying. Let me just give you one, one last, two last verses of scripture. 
Matthew 18, 19 and 18, 20. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 and Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. So that's verse 19 and verse 20. And this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, sounds like church, there am I in the midst. Can I tell you tonight, church, as you're standing and Sister Kelly, girls, if you would, give us a song. An Olympian that is in agreement with their coach can win the gold medal. A baseball team that plays together in agreement can win the World Series. A football team that is playing in agreement can win the Super Bowl. A church that is praying in agreement, can see the impossible yeah. become possible. Yeah. What kind of burden do you have? What kind of problem are you going through that you don't have the answer for? Preacher, I've got the answer. I've got it all worked out. I'm not going to argue with you. But I truly believe tonight that the church of 2021 is not spiritually as strong as the church of 1921. When was the last time that we had a burden for our lost community? When was the last time that we wrote somebody's name down and daily prayed for them. When was the last time? See, it's real easy for me to look at your, your faults, your failures. It's real easy for me to look at my neighbor's problems. But when it comes time to looking at my own, it's almost like I'm blind. When was the last time that we did a spiritual evaluation. So Lord, Lord, I really need your help with this. Lord, I really need to stay off the internet. Lord, I really need to stay off of Facebook. Lord, I really need to quit listening to that kind of music. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not just meddling. I mean, all of these things tonight are real in 2021. Amen. We're raising a generation of young people. <coughs> Most of them don't know what it is to go to church and see a church operate under the unction of the Holy Ghost of God. <laughs> Understand tonight that when we agree in prayer, God's able to meet you right where you're at. Yeah. If you would stand with us tonight. And let me just say tonight, as you're standing, the devil doesn't want to stop you from coming to church. 
The devil doesn't even want to stop you from extending the right hand of fellowship. He wants to stop you from praying. He wants to stop you from reading. See, our prayers being filled with the Spirit of God is what connects us to the captain. 